Last time I said zero five, you all did, made fun of me for like ten minutes. So. No, that was because you said top of the one, top of the two. Mm. You know what? This time I said five. <laughs> so we got it. Minutes, seconds, I, hours. I, under, I understood the assignment. Fuck you. Someone gets me. Yeah. You're not my dad. I understood the assignment. <laughs> he understood. Yeah. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, ooh, he's just thinking say. what we're all saying. Yeah, he's... And we're all thinking about episode 26, the world's strongest podcast. That's right, go Kai. off, sis. I'm cutting this off now. Go off, sis. I'm your host, Zach, skeet, and he's my skeet, co-host, skeet, Chase. Skeet, 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 Hi, it's me, Chase. Skeet, That's him. Skeet. And Thomas. Uh, Heidi Ho. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, today <laughs> we're talking about... I'm trying to episode. appeal to a new young demographic... Yeah, this by taking, podcast by taking is, uh, a language that is already being used by certain demographics and then trying to make it wider. That's what I'm trying to do. And if you can't get behind that by appealing to my 14 year old sensibilities, I think we need to have a long talk after the show. The young people mm. listen to podcasts because Dragon Ball is one of those things that's eternal. Yeah, and we're busting it down sexual style this week there we go there we go 67 68 and 69 of dragon ball z kai yep there it is there it is hey Uh we're back baby 69 haha nice 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 (laughs) nice i'm trapped by the internet's humor and i cannot escape it nice (laughs) please help please help nice nice (laughs) save me nice nice anyway uh, DBZ Kai in. episode, yeah, the summaries. DBZ Kai episode 67, another time machine. <gasps> Bulma uncovers a mystery. Oh, no. As, yeah, as the Z fighters transport Goku to Kame House, uh, Bulma receives word that a group found a long abandoned version of Trunks' time machine in a field. They go to investigate, realizing that this time machine came from three years after Trunks first came back and arrived one year before Trunks came back and killed Frieza. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Kami agrees to fuse with Piccolo, telling him that they need their power to stop a worse threat than the androids. Episode 68. The monster goes into motion. Strike of the Super Namekian. Uh, Trunks, Gohan, and Bulma find the molted exoskeleton of whatever emerged from the time machine. As they split up, the news hits that Ginger Town has gone quiet. Piccolo and Kami merge, and Piccolo goes to investigate the disappearance. There, he is met... With a town of discarded clothes and a terrifying monster. Episode 69. Nice. I am your brother, the monster brother. with Goku's energy. Yeah. Brother, it's been too long. <laughs> Which, summary. Piccolo fights the mysterious being who proceeds to use his and Goku's techniques. He nearly beats Piccolo before revealing he is the one who traveled back in time in the other time machine. He is an android made from his, the Z Fighters, and Frieza's DNA. And his name is Cell. <gasps> and yeah. So that's just getting into episode 67. Uh, I love that they just cut to the end of Krillin just filling everybody else in. Just being like, yep, that's what happened. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't need to go over this again. This Everyone this isn't pretty... this isn't normal Z. We're not getting a clip show this time. Yeah. Which, everyone seems pretty chill about this. Like, Oolong's just sipping some juice, just having a decent little time here. Um, oh, wait, no, 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 that's next episode that he fills in Kame House. I got this mixed <laughs> up. This one, they're on the plane, and he's like, yep, and that's what happened. So this is a lot of, like, Krillin just keeps filling everybody in as they go. Well, he was the only one who wasn't beaten within an inch of his life back there. It's true. I like that he doesn't go out of his way to mention one of the androids being hot. Everybody else keeps seeming to go out of their way to mention <laughs> 18 being hot. Um, But yeah. This is when they also have, like, I think Trunks pitches the idea of the, like, kill baby Jero now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, what if I just go back again, again, and do mm-hmm. it better this time? Yeah, and then this is when we get it laid out that, like, Oh, uh, that we're in a multiverse situation where he's just <laughs> created a timeline where he has shown up and Goku didn't die to a heart virus. Because essentially establishing that everything Trunks does here has no bearing on his future. It will yep. purely just create new stuff for this future, but his future will stay the same. Uh, Good guy, Trunks. Yeah. And yeah, he's pretty much just like, I like the idea that there is a timeline that is not like my timeline. Um, <laughs> and as well as like, we once again establish that the time machine is accurate-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, it's very hard for him to jump to exactly where he wants to jump to. And also the fuel is very hard to make in his how future. Long do you as- think he, how long do you think he was standing around waiting for Frieza to show up? That's a good question. Because you don't, you don't want to overshoot it. So you got to give yourself enough wiggle room that even on, like, if it shows up soon, you still make it there in time. Yeah, so I don't know if he, like, landed in the past and then immediately beelined it because, like, Frieza was already there. Because, like, it's not like he, like, blew up Frieza's spaceship before it landed. Exactly. But maybe he did wait long enough just to confirm Frieza stepped out of it. <laughs> He pulls out the rest of those capsules. He's got like a tent, a camping, some camping equipment. Mm-hmm. He's definitely there for a week. A week? Yeah, like a week. That's what you think? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that he was just like hanging out for a week, waiting, and then like it just was like revealed over time that just everyone was like, like he was just like kind of chilling there, being like, okay, yeah, I knew it was coming around now, but like Goku should appear, and like I was obviously waiting for his because he had to wait for Goku. We know that, mm-hmm. and we know it's it's not precise, like like Zach was saying. So he probably had like he ballparked the number, probably He's like yeah, it probably shows up around now, and then just was like, nope, that was wrong, or like or <laughs> like I'm gonna guess around this area, and just showed up. He just kind of shows up when he does. I'm just surprised he actually showed up when the androids showed up accurately. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he missed oh, no, they it showed, by They a... showed up early, right? Yeah, they showed up early, didn't they, this time around? Oh, they showed up slightly yeah, late. Yeah, which is why was he was late. Androids, but he yeah, missed so he it showed by up a little late. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet he, like, probably ballparked it early, like, tried to be early. So he might have been there for, like, a month for all, you know. <laughs> yeah, who's to say? I like the just idea ha- of him being there for a month just hanging out, like, you know, he gave himself a little siesta. 
It's like, man, this yeah, is going to be. He took a break for the first time in his entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, right. It was just like, wow, this is just this is so. This is going to be a shame when this is a burning crater. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this Ginger Town. I've been hearing a lot about it. <laughs> Nothing but good things at Ginger Town. I hear they've got a zoo. You know what? I also choose to believe Trugs got there early so that he could just hang out. <laughs> and he just didn't tell anybody about it. And that's why he was a little late after Frieza ended because he was having a good time. And he's like, oh, wait, shit, shit, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> he had to like sprint back. Right, to I've got Frieza. a thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess it's time to go back to my, oh, my future sucks. <laughs> he like, gets back to it. Time to go back home. This sucks. I'm going back <laughs> there. Hopefully they got everything figured out. What the fuck? Another teleporter? <laughs> oh, I've done a bad. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Um, but You're yeah, me the threat oh, I, look- I cared about wasn't that actually yeah. the big threat of this. I do have Trunks also pitches here of the idea of bringing Goku back to his future to kill the androids. I love that like, idea. I thought. Wasn't that Plan A? He said that was plan B, I think. Oh, yeah. I think plan A was the hope that, because they didn't understand, because they just invented time travel, so they weren't sure if when Trunks went yeah, back and did anything, if it would change their future or not. But now he's realized, it won't change my future, so he still has the idea of, like, I can get Goku after we finish up with the androids here to come kill the androids there. Mm-hmm. Which is just a... Dumb idea. He I also realized it. that this special contains some clips from the history of Trunks, like this yes. episode does. Yes. Uh, which I don't know if we want to watch that next or if we want to watch more of the show. That's a, uh, that's that a, a, yeah, that's a, that's a discussion question. for yeah. after the pod. Yeah, I think that's an off-pod discussion. But, uh, we will figure that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do love Chi-Chi gives like, a very wholesome assurance to Trunks just to be like, look, no matter what, Goku's still with us. So on the whole, you've done good by coming back. Because Trunks <laughs> is starting to blame himself, like, since 17 and 18 are stronger uh, mm-hmm. in this timeline, and 16's present. That He's, like, starting to think, like, this is all my fault. For, like, truly unknown reasons, they're back. Still, yeah. Which is, like, the, the interesting thing. Yeah, we never get an explanation on that, do we? No. I don't think they ever really do. Like, as to no, why... We, like, like, next episode, they settle on Cell being there early. Is like, that's it! That's the reason! But he's just been in an egg in the middle of nowhere for four years, so... Yeah, they never really establish, like, why in this timeline is 16 suddenly a thing, and why is, like, 17 and 18 stronger than they are in their timeline. <laughs> this Chiro is just built like... different than Trunks' timeline. I guess so. Literally. They also yeah, never we, really explain, yeah, why the this... Idea... Our idea was that Android 60 never showed up because Goku was already dead when the androids came out. Mm-hmm. And so Android 60 just fucked off into the woods. That was our, that's our headcanon so far. Yeah. I choose um, to accept it. Which I accept. it's my idea. I think that makes, yeah, there you go. It's funny. <laughs> um, which is a big win for all of us. If something it makes sense and is funny, we automatically all agree then. Um, mm-hmm. But why they're stronger, we genuinely have no clue. <laughs> yeah. And, like, pitched something to the effect of, like, because of the fight with Frieza, but, like, they were already not being observed anymore after that. Yeah, they still have no idea what a Super Saiyan was, or what Mm -hmm. a Trunks was. Mm -hmm. That's very strange. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, John Connor. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that also is, mixed very, with was, was Kyle Clem inspired by Terminator? Oh, Trunks was... I mean, I he think, had to have been. Yeah, I feel Trunks was pretty heavily inspired by Terminator. The haircut's the same. It is... I don't know if, it, like, Toriyama's ever officially got on record to say it, but it feels very... It, it feels too deliberate to be ignored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look, if I Terminator was writing 2, a story and I walked out of Terminator 2, I'd be like, damn, I want to do a Terminator 2. Yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, as far as I know, Terminator 2 had come out by the time these manga chapters were being written. Damn, um, I'd want to do a Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and this is when we get a cut over to like 16, 17, and 18 with them being like, hey, do we know where we're going? And 16 like gives the exact coordinates of Goku's house. Yeah. They're like, wait, you just knew that? And he's like, yes, and Duh. it would have been faster if we flew. <laughs> but he's also like smiling the entire time, so he clearly doesn't give a shit. Hmm. I mean, uh, 17 is the only one that wanted to take the scenic route, at least like expressly. 16 seems pretty just like, as long as I get to kill Goku at the end of this, that's all that matters. And 18 I'm really only here is the, the only one that's kill like, Goku. Yeah. <laughs> 18's the one that's the most like, let's just get this shit done, but is also not so much that she's like trying to physically stop them. Yeah, everyone is saying we gotta do this quickly. No one's actually doing it quickly. <laughs> 17 truly is just speaking for the audience, speaking for the whole group, and he's like, Let's just vibe, and everyone has sort of just agreed to, all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll let 17 have this. He wants it, and we're yeah, not He wants rush. it, and honestly, who cares, and I'm going to get new clothes, and 16 can look out the window at birds. Like, everyone's actually happy doing this. It's just, they're all just going to say they're not happy doing it. Oh, yeah. And then that's, we cut back to the plane with Krillin and Yamcha and everybody there moving Goku to Kame House. Um... And I love Yamcha's like, we need to call Bulma, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Alright, real quick bookkeeping. Uh, Terminator 2 was released on July 3rd, 1991. Uh, the introduction of Future Trunks, The Coming of King Cold, the manga chapter, came out June 25th, 1991. So just barely missed it. Ah, so I guess but there is all no the Terminator. trailers were still out, and the trailers spoiled that movie to shit. I guess but that's also, our best. I, th I think Toriyama could have come up with this on his own. Oh, he he's absolutely a, he's a could wacky have. Enough guy. I'm only mm. pushing this because it's funny to me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, the haircuts and the time travel angle are too similar, but I guess it's it, it could just be a coincidence, or us finding a pattern that wasn't there. Plus, like Terminator One was '84, so the idea, so you know, time traveling robot has been has been a concept yes. for a while. Hmm. But yeah, I love when they call Bulma that she has her own personal receptionist. <laughs> I think it's just the company secretary. I took it as Bulma's personal receptionist. <laughs> um, and then this is what we I also took it as a personal. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's a personal receptionist. Yeah. So this okay, is when well, Bulma, I'm outvoted. Yes, yeah, outvoted. Bulma reveals that she's learned that there is another time machine that has been found. Bum, bum, bum. Um, no! Which we confirm here with the capsules that uh, this is not Trunks' time machine. At least this Trunks' time machine. Because he has his in his pocket. 
Yeah. In a capsule. Also, I'm I'm sorry. I was too busy Googling things. Did we skip over Vegeta crying in the rain? Oh, yeah, we did. We do get, yeah, Vegeta off on his own on a plateau. We get the fucking meme. I can feel it coming in the air tonight shot. (laughs) He basically turns Super Saiyan and laments the fact that he's like, this was supposed to be enough. Why is it not? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is just another good beat on his whole arc here. I mean, he doesn't come to the conclusion that he needs to yet, because he still ends it being like, no, it will be enough. I will kill the androids. And then when wrong. Kakarot The kids are better, the problem. Yeah. Which is important that he doesn't, you know, finish his character arc at, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like kind of the first dent, because or not the first dent, but a major dent along the way of like, because his whole thought was, I just need to become Super Saiyan and everything will be fine. He became Super Saiyan. Everything is not fine. <laughs> my son's kicking my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my ass handed to me by these androids still, even though and I my am. son. Yeah. <laughs> even though I am supposed to be the strongest Saiyan, and now I've closed the Super Saiyan gap and I'm still not the strongest. Well, he's the strongest Saiyan. Emphasis on the Saiyan part. Yeah, pure, just pure Saiyan, yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know, it depends on if Goku Goku's gets his Zenkai beast from his heart attack. <laughs> I would say Goku might still be stronger than... That's I would have put Goku as stronger as Vegeta. You wouldn't? You wouldn't? Oh, I would, I would. I yeah. said would. Yeah. He trained on he trained on Yardrat, that man's wild. You have no idea <laughs> he what he's teleport. right now. Yeah. That man can go to heaven and back. And he has. <laughs> Pick up some eggs. Drop off a bomb. Well, I mean, he can go just about anywhere now. We'll see him drop off a bomb later. That is a core conceit of the instant transportation is what if you had a bomb and need to get rid of it? (laughs) It is, uh... Honestly, yeah, it is a very funny bit whenever that does happen, which we'll get to when we get to that part. We've got a little bit of time. Yeah, we got a bit. But I did say, you know, now we found another time machine, and this is when the time travel element of this story, uh, the beginning of it starting to get a little more convoluted. <laughs> I think it stays very understandable and pretty like, all right, because of the whole multiverse thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just if you treat all these timelines as kind of separate things. If you don't yeah, think about it... <laughs> <laughs> this is when we start having to add more timelines to the the chart. It's with the appearance of this time machine. Yeah, because now we have to break it off into what? Th- mm. Four? I want to say there has to be at least three. I think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three separate ones, this? so four overall. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because there's Trunks's, there's the main one, and then there's the time machine timeline so that's three uh-huh but yeah then they head off uh gohan and trunks head off to go find what this other time machine and try to figure out what's going on with that uh bulma goes to go meet him after just destroying ponchi's version of reality by mentioning time travel <laughs> concepts she opened her eyes she did she got so confused that her eyes opened absolutely horrifying uh-huh She's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, I'm not supposed to see the light. Um, 
and they fly off. Which I want to say, like, Gohan and Trunks are talking, and we get the detail that there are only, like, tens of thousands of humans left. In Just Trunks very casually. Timeline. Yeah. Well, it, it's thrown out there as casually as, like, there's a hundred Namekians left. Yeah, no, people just, which I guess tens of thousands is better than 100 in terms of, like, the survivability <laughs> of a species. Well, I, th- um, I think you, I think in, like, real life, the human species is bottlenecked to about that much before in the past. Yeah, so, so it's fine. It'll be cool. We're fine. It's all fine. Mm. Zamasu, who's that? Yeah, I, I did say something about there will be less after Super. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, and yeah, they mentioned something, they're like, well, I imagine Jero had some kind of backup plan, and I was like, buddy, y'all don't even know. <laughs> y'all don't even know what Jero's backup plan looks like yet. You will soon. He's got backup plans to backup plans. Yeah. That's the real Gohan. Uh, you guys very, don't like, know. You have no idea. <laughs> I did write, like, fucking Gohan is very oddly pumped to go check out this broken-ass time machine. Uh, because the it. alternative was staying home studying books. Accurate. Um, and this is when we cut again to 16, 17, and 18's road trip from hell. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? They're having a lovely time. It's hell for everyone else. That's what I guess. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, but why were these cops so short? Why were they so southern? Yeah, they're very well because this was well, that d- makes dubbed sense. in Texas. Yeah, yeah well, fair <laughs> enough. But I was mostly just caught off guard that everyone's Krillin height. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we found where Krill- maybe... we found where Krillin's from. Yeah, have you ever thought that maybe Goku and everyone else is freakishly tall and Krillin is normal? That might be it, honestly, because Roshi's also not that much taller than Krillin. <laughs> so I feel like that's mostly Roshi's posture. He's just old, wearing that heavy turtle shell all the time. Yeah, I feel like eventually there's, a, there's you know, depreciating returns wearing the turtle, the hermit, the fucking shell. Well, now it's just a, now it's just a vibe. <laughs> True, well, but I mean, I Goku it still weighs like 200 pounds. Yeah, but I mean, like, Goku's that's okay. still wearing his weighted tra- his like weighted wristbands, and he's asleep, recovering from a heart attack. True, he's wearing his weighted shirt too. <laughs> it's hilarious. I imagine it's because there's not many people who have dealt with him so far that could take him off. <laughs> Yamcha's um, right there. Yeah, but yeah. They get pulled over by the cops because they're in the stolen van. And I do love that they cooperate with the cops up until the moment that they finish putting the cuffs on 16, and then 16 just breaks them with, like, not much emotion. He just kind of does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 18, before she even breaks her fucking cuffs, just picks up the one of the cop cars and yeets it <laughs> until it explodes. To the side of a mountain. Yeah. I like the animation, like, how they have her do this, because it's very casual and displays just, like, how easy of a feat this is for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they break their cuffs and drive away without hurting the cops. I do have to point out, they keep not killing people. <laughs> just yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing how these androids are so evil yet. I mean, they're doing a lot of property damage, but so of our heroes. Okay, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> and, like... Take a little glass so island and he's cool. Yeah, as they so they far literally dis- stole someone's car without even saying we're stealing your car. They just took it left. They didn't even. They stole a company car. They didn't steal a, yeah. a personal car. They didn't even car. scare it's a company they didn't even car. Scare them. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, 
So far, the the highest body counts in this arc specifically for civilians. I mean, that belongs to 19 and Jero. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, And then Vegeta brings up third with, like, two, but still, or one. (laughs) And now Cell's bringing it is now doing a really good job Uh, of competing. I've got a real, I gotta say, I'm really impressed with this fucking can-do attitude (laughs) out here. Yeah, no. Cell, yeah, it almost feels like uh fucking toriyama knew from the word go that he wanted this 17 and 18 to not be evil so to speak or like have a redemption arc because they just don't kill any civilians they're just doing mm-hmm. a lot of mischief and mayhem and property damage <laughs> and they they hurt some people later but they don't kill anyone mm-hmm. yeah they're just sort of funny haha guys yeah the only like, person they, just, they want to kill they is do the Goku. most petty of crimes when they have the most power in the whole world yeah, which is pretty uh pretty restrained compared it's to very what they funny. should be doing. Yeah, it's a good bit, I'll be honest. I just enjoy the bit of them running around like, haha, take this, and they just like just take some stuff and they're just, everyone's like, God damn those kids and like that is the actual, damn Duke boys are at it again. Yeah, the Duke boys are down at it again and they just like run off and then a cop car comes and they just blow up a cop car. Not killing any <laughs> of the cops consistently still, somehow. And everyone's just sort of like, damn kids. But yeah, I'm gonna God, be honest, you gotta, I don't know you gotta any, love them. I don't know how any cops didn't die in that last altercation. They literally even show them. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, they're they're fine. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Those <laughs> damn Duke kids are at it again. <laughs> they're just that good. They're they're just that good. Built different. Just that True, they are technically completely built different. That is correct. Yeah, that's actually just like literally accurate here. <laughs> that's biblically accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what's not built different? The second time machine. That's true. Oh yeah, which they go and check out. I, I wrote down Bulma strikes a JoJo pose. Whatever <laughs> she Trunks really tells her, does. She as well, yeah, she God. does the like hand in front of the face with like it's so her good eyes poking through. Which I was like. You know, like, release-wise, as we talked about earlier with, like, what, this was 91 when these chapters came out? Yes. Uh, Or at least past 91, because that was when Future Trunks was introduced. 91, Um, 92. Yeah, and, like, uh, JoJo Part 1 is where this specific pose comes from, (laughs) which I think was, like, 82, 83, maybe 85. So it's like this could be an intentional reference, or this could be our fucking Are you telling me this is a motherfucking JoJo reference? Yeah, I mean, this could also just be our wee brain C person with hand in front of their face, and we decide <laughs> JoJo reference. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go JoJo reference. I mean, I would say Toriyama and or the people at Toei Animation would be aware of JoJo and like its iconic posing by this t- point in time. Yeah, uh, Araki just, wins a lot of awards. People like JoJo. <laughs> uh, turns out, people like that damn little guy JoJo. <laughs> Muda. Anyway, he's up to no good again. This JoJo character, I hear, I hear of him again. Damn it! Yeah, but yeah. They prove that this is Trunks's time. This is, in fact, a version of Trunks's time machine because they wipe off some of the moss that's overgrown onto the time machine, and they find the word hope written on the side of it as well. Um. Hmm. But yeah, like obviously this time machine, it is Trunks' this time machine, but it's like covered in moss, like covered in mm-hmm. debris. Its dome has been shot out from the inside. Uh, it's obvious this thing has been doing poorly, which Trunks <laughs> gets into the cockpit, checks out the data, and discovers that this time machine 
departed from the future three years after he departed for the first time. But it landed in the past one year before he killed Frieza. So this has been sitting here for four years. Mm-hmm. Give or take. Uh, just completely left alone. And whoever piloted it, one, there was like an egg on the seat. <laughs> two halves. Yeah, of just two halves little... of a spiky coconut. I think that's what, is Bulma or Gohan the one who calls it that? They called a weird alien fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say one of them says the word coconut, but. I they could have. Remember. They could have. I didn't, I, I came up with that off the yeah. dome. I mean, it does kind of look like a purple spiky coconut. Just split <laughs> right in, like, horizontally. Um, or vertically, I guess, depending it's on a, how you're holding it's it. A it's a sphere, sphere, Thomas. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, it could be anything. But it's right after <laughs> it this, and they're just like, huh, wonder what this is. Uh, and Trunks also then is like, this is what changed the past, not me, which I'm like, tell yourself what you need to, <laughs> Phew, Trunks. I feel so much better now. Yeah. My god, I thought I fucked this all up. Turns out it was <laughs> this coconut I found. <laughs> this explains this we, everything. Yeah, because we cut back to Kami, and Kami's like, fuck, we need a warrior, something bad's coming. Oh god. I've gotten the worst vibe of all time. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Cut, it is yeah. just awful out here, guys. <laughs> yeah, episode 67 ends with Kami's vibe check of the planet. Uh, we failed. <laughs> yeah, it is not. I'll let you know, guys. It's not good from Kami's perspective. <laughs> he is not happy. Hmm. He, he took a we went, to... He sniffed the air. He smelled cell and was like, Jesus Christ, that's that's nope, right. I'm out of here. Piccolo, absorb me. Yeah, Piccolo, eat me. This shit is not good. You deal <laughs> eat with me, it. Piccolo, we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's where episode 67 ends. Uh, it ends uh, on a shopping trip, thank you. Well, 68 starts with Krillin once again explaining the situation, but now he's explaining it to Oolong, uh, Master Roshi. And I I forget who else is sitting at the table with him, honestly. It might have been Yamcha, which would be funny if I'm forgetting Yamcha. Uh, but that is, like, Oolong is just, like, sucking down a fucking orange juice out of his straw and just does not stop at any point. I don't think Oolong <laughs> has a single line in this episode. I think he's just kind of present. Oh, that Fuck. that is the Oolong experience. Yeah, it is now. Also, also, Thomas, you're right. You did forget just Yamcha there. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> Is it pour one out? Um. But yeah, so they're all just at like Kabe House. Uh, Krillin has explained this. Goku's been moved into the upstairs room to recover. Chi Chi's looking after him, and Turtle, and Turtle, a Is rare just... Turtle sighting. Yeah, I feel like Turtle's probably gotten more screen time than Poir in this series, <laughs> and Ooh. all of them more than Launch. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't say shit like that right now. <laughs> I'm, like, vulnerable, and this is, like, an attack on me. Yeah, get fucked. Uh, but what if you found out that the sound that Capsules makes when they break open is bun? Yeah, I also No, that was, that, the... was, that was life-affirming. <laughs> I was very what, much what just, What Thomas like, what... did hurt me. What that did brought me back. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Thank You're you. welcome. No, you don't. You don't get this. No, I get. You don't it. get. You don't get no, this. I take, I take the credit. 
Okay, well, fair enough. Can't argue with that kind of logic. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, we do get the fucking bun whenever they like <laughs> put the thing back into a capsule. Well, when you yeah, hear the they... sound effect, do you not hear button? No. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah any other fucking questions? Um, wow. I kind of heard bun. I'll be honest. It wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. It was a quest statement. Some real hostility to buns. Hey, yeah. Zach, it is. Mm-hmm. We're an anti-bun group here. I hate carbohydrates. Hate them in my mouth. Hate them on women. Hate them as a sound effect. Mm. I hated that statement. <laughs> the three places where buns exist. Women, my mouth, sound effects in a Dragon Ball episode. <laughs> Two of them, pretty common. One, really rare. <laughs> it's up to you, the audience, yeah, to decide which is which. Which, which is which? <laughs> you must answer our buns three. Yeah. This is the, like, in this episode, they're looking at the fucking, like, egg, which Bulma's sitting here talking about its biology, and, or, like, she's like, I'm gonna take this back to the lab for study, and this is another this moment of, like... With my computer the, um, and analyze it. Yeah. It's another moment of like the trope of like the omni proficient scientist, where it's just any scientist knows all science. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say, if Goku can become a is a master martial artist, and those just like fucking exist in a very real way, and you could harness the power of literal God by just punching so good for a long time. I just believe Bulma can, can become is, a master are, scientist. Um, yeah, there can be like one person like, yeah, I'm just a god. I've just I've just been brain punching so hard <laughs> for like a yeah, I've two been years, the gym. and now What's I can my punching think like a god books. Hmm? Yeah, I've been hitting the gym and <laughs> got the big cranium. <laughs> god, nothing but respect for my queens out here. <laughs> Yes. All I'm saying is that it follows a trajectory of real life. Men are giving up on schools right now and living out their weird conservative lifestyle, like Goku, who becomes a farmer because he doesn't do school, <laughs> while the women become professors like Bulma, who is just the smartest. I'm just saying Dragon Ball saw red pill ideology coming from millions of years away. <laughs> God damn it. No, no, don't do this to Dragon Ball. Don't do this right now. <laughs> no, don't. Shit. I can't believe like a weird fish guy flipped over Chase's head and punched him in the back of the neck so now he can see the future. I can. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to let you know. <laughs> From here, the future of Dragon Ball, yeah, you won't believe it. But a little pink guy <laughs> shows no, up. No. He's I a goofy little jester. I refuse I to believe, believe they you. fight sentient bubblegum. <laughs> introduces some of the coolest concepts ever in Dragon Ball but they've never really done anything with they're all kind of bits I don't get it <laughs> who wished on this damn monkey paw yeah I also wanted to point out that Bulma asked about how Vegeta's doing here as they're all about to leave yeah. like, it's, it's kind of sweet <laughs> yeah what do you guys think Vegeta's up to Vegeta's crying in the mountains <laughs> he's, he's handling it he's handling it I need to be a super, super he's, Saiyan. He's, ah. he's processing. Mm-hmm. We he's all trying. grieve in our own ways. He's trying yeah. his hardest. But as they're about to leave, Gohan suddenly like catches a whiff of, of energy. Also fails the Kami vibe check. Yeah. 
that's when he flies over and finds this giant fucking like molted exoskeleton um which like i think bulba's the one who calls it a cicada and go i called like, a cicada in my notes too yeah and bulba's to be like i don't think that's a cicada or gohan's like i don't think that's a cicada which i'm like i think gohan's taking this a little more literally than they meant it <laughs> um but Trunks is the one who's like, it smells like cheese in the sun. Which I'm like, God let, Hold damn. on, let me stick my hand in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do love, yeah, then Trunks walks up, sticks his hand in there, and he gets goo all over his hand. In my notes, there's a shot where he just looks down at his hand, and there's just, like, goo dripping off of it. So I did write in my notes, I'm so fucked up. I hate you. Yeah. I hate you jo- so much. That video came up in my recommendations today. I hate you. <laughs> do you know what that's a reference to? No, I don't want to. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the audience who knows know, and I'm gonna let you look this up later. <laughs> uh, I don't need to get into detail with it. I think Chase knows. I'm just, I'm, I'm letting the audience know on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll leave that in for the audience. <laughs> That's a joke Kaiser Neko also made with this clip. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um. Bulba, though, is immediately freaked out by this, and then they hear some some noises, and she looks, and it looks like there's just a bunch of, like, basically the snow moles from fucking... Yeah, the snow moles are, like, troubles from, uh, her, is it, it's tribbles in Star tribbles Trek. Tribbles in, uh, Star yeah. Trek, yeah. The yeah, ones yeah. that are just kind of little puffy balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are so cute. They are, and Fulma's so scared of them. Yeah, they're very scary. Yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, all right, y'all got this. I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> uh, bye. Trunks, be sure to stop by Grandpa and Grandma sometime. They'd really love to see you. Bye. <laughs> Which is very funny. But yeah, uh, this is where we get another 16, 17, 18 scene where 18 is now uh, trying on new clothes. Which I just Wearing wrote. a leather Saiyan outfit. Yeah, somewhere between a leather Saiyan and a cowboy outfit. It's got, like, the spiky like, is... shoulder pads of the, Saiyan, of the Saiyan armor. Yeah, I was like, this this shit is not drip, but it also <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> it loops back around. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, this is the best outfit y'all got? And he's like, yeah, you're pretty. And he's like, all right, I'm not paying for this, and gets in her car <laughs> and leaves. Uh, Which, then they call the cops again, so... They're gonna be <laughs> oh dealing boy, with the cops. Here they a go lot. again. Yeah. Um. Um. Very minor note that li- the license plate for their car sixty nine sixty nine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. That nice. feels intentional. Nice. Nice. That is intentional. Yeah. That one has. To... I don't believe otherwise. Someone can say it's otherwise. I don't believe them. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Let me live in my fantasy. <laughs> hmm. Uh, but then this leads to the car chase scene, and like, there's like five or six cop cars after them, and 18 just jumps out and deals with them by hand, which I thought she would have definitely killed here, but they go out of their way to show the wreckage of the cars and show that all the cops are busted up, but alive. It's not even a dub, is it? Like, like when, when Frieza blows up the truck, and you can't Or Vegeta blows yeah. up the truck. Or Vegeta, sorry. No. Yeah. And is like, and they're like, Oh, bang my truck! Like, yeah, this is definitely like the cop show and go like, I just didn't expect this to happen. Darn hick. Yeah, no, we see them talking and moving afterwards. Like, alright, I don't understand how you lived, but I'll take it. Yeah. 
I did say that there was some smooth action in this scene where oh, yeah. she just like jumps out. Yeah, she just does some like really sick little maneuvers. The to little just, like, like pirouette over the car as she flips over it. It's sick. It is so good. 18 has some of the better choreography, I feel like, in her fights so far. Like of the three androids, which we haven't really seen 17 fight honest, all she's that She's the only much. one that's fought yet. Yeah. But there is some really pretty choreography, though I think, as we'll see in episode 69, I think we've just, and we've said before on this podcast, we are just getting to a point where they figured out how to do flying fights, and now (laughs) we're seeing some of the creativity now that they have the baseline language down. Um, Because, yeah, 18 just has some really, really good moves here. 16 has yet to fight anybody, but that's because he (laughs) straight up will not fight anyone unless they are Goku. True. Uh, which I always thought was just an interesting twist here, but we talked about that already. Um, but yeah, then we cut back to a new story, as we see now that Yo, fucking, like... Do I like, hear a third villainous introduction on the horizon? Yeah, because we see, like, Bulma watching the news and figuring out that a whole fucking town has vanished. Ginger Town <laughs> is I just gone. I love her thought process here. It's like, huh, this is Ginger Town. It's really close to where the time machine and that weird egg was. Eh, it must be a coincidence. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's just <laughs> on. Eh. Mm-hmm. Life is just full of them, isn't it? Continues on. Fate is very whimsical today. Yeah, huh. Mm-hmm. So goofy. Well, I guess that's that. Leaves, continues leaving. Thinks more. I re- watches a newscast. I really fucked that thought process up. Oh, Jesus wait a Christ. minute. <laughs> Wait just a damn minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, like... can't do that? (laughs) Which I do love. She starts calling everybody for them to all turn on the news. Oh, also to clarify, when I say a town is missing, like, the town is there. All of the people are missing. The Mm -hmm. residents of Ginger Town are gone. Yeah. They're just pieces of clothes on the ground. We haven't even revealed that yet, but that is, yeah, that is mm-hmm. revealed. There's just their clothes kind of floating around. And this is when she, Bulma calls Krillin to get Krillin to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, something I love here is that I was like, why does Krillin hold a landline phone like a dumbbell? Like, there is just a <laughs> way that. he knows. Yeah, there's a way that Krillin like death grips it and holds it up to his ear that just feels so like he Look, he's really nervous used... about talking to people on the phone. He'd rather they just not answer at all, or this could have been like a text message. Yeah, it just looks like he's trying to show off his bicep while answering the phone. <laughs> well, he is the strongest person in that room, so you know, gotta flex. Oh, I mean, Krillin's can. jacked, but it's just like, why is he holding a phone like this? Also, minor detail, apparently Master Roshi smokes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's just kind of like smoking it. Like, we get a close-up shot and he's like watching the television with a a lit cigarette in his hand. Like, huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess we've never really seen him smoke up until now. But yeah, there he is, smoking a cig. Um, and yeah, they're all watching the TV and we get the news, a news reporter who's on the ground in Ginger Town, which I wrote that this guy just sort of looks like spiky blue haired Dr. Briefs. Yes. <laughs> like everything else about his design is pretty much the same as Briefs, just his hair is spiked up and it's blue. <laughs> um, yeah, we basically get the like, I am hearing 
a bunch of gunshots and then silence. We that's, should go that's good, check right? Out. Yeah. <laughs> As he's like, I'm gonna go check it out because there's a bunch of clothes here and everyone's fucking gone. Um, oh god. Which, Oh, no. I am really liking this as their slow burn entrance for our third villain. Yeah. Yes, it's they all make very good. fucking terrifying by, like, really taking their time with his intro. And it goes very quick from, like, we found another time machine and an egg to we found a weird carapace to, hey, a town nearby is just, like, all their people are gone. They've been raptured. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, each time a new detail comes out, it's scarier, and we haven't even seen him yet. And it's not like Frieza, where he's just this kind of, like, flippant, careless, per- like, flippant, evil emperor kind of person. I wouldn't say careless, but does not care about mm-hmm. what he, the, the pain he inflicts. This is like a fucking horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's de- uh, that is definitely the idea, too, they're going for. Yeah. Like- the camera, oh no, what's happening? Oh no, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're like leading into the horror tropes, kind of, but it works so well for this character. Uh, it's a more like understated villain entrance than we've really gotten from this franchise up to now. The most part, the franchise, it'd usually be somebody's really, really talked up. We know exactly who they are as they come in. Even like the androids to an extent, like they talked them up, even if we yeah, didn't Trunks, realize. Trunks was their hype, man. Yeah, but this one just came out of nowhere, uh, which we know from a pro- <laughs> a producing standpoint, an editing standpoint, is kind of how they this were. character got yeah drafted. But then as they come into it, it's just, I love this this introduction. Um, because even Krillin, as they're first watching all this, is like, it could be the androids, but it doesn't seem like them. Like, it's <laughs> like, this is not what they do. Yeah, I guess, I guess the androids could have... Technically killed everyone, then took in their clothes and, and kind of stripped them, them. And but it's just it's just not their vibe. They just kill people and leave. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, so far in their timeline, it's like they just blow stuff up and kill no one. Yeah, yeah. And in this timeline, they just kind of they're just kind of goofs. <laughs> and kind it of even assholes. cuts to yeah. I do like it cuts to Kami just fucking freaking out because he's like feeling all these deaths. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's, yeah, now he's, this is what pushes him over the edge to be like, which I know we kind of got him at the end of last episode saying like, all right, we'll fuse, but we kind of get it again here. But Mm -hmm. I do like how it's executed here as he's like, I don't really have a choice now. Like, it's now or never. More people are going to die if I don't make this choice. Yeah. And I do like during this entire exchange, Piccolo was kind of like smirking that he got his way, but he's sweating bullets the entire time. Yeah, because he's like, I got my way, but like. Kami's freaking the hell out, so he knows that this means it's probably not a good thing. And Although also, Kami he's, like, does... nervous about this happening, too. He doesn't know what's yeah. gonna happen when they become the same person again. Yeah, which Kami more or less seems to imply, he's like, I'm intentionally doing this, like, you're the host. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, he pitches this like it's when Piccolo absorbed, uh, Nail. Nail, yeah. 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 He's like, we're not gonna, like, fuse equally, and I'm not the host, like, we need a warrior. So mm-hmm. you are the host. But then, th- like, he knows this is his way to help, but he's going to basically add his power and his knowledge to Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Which, Piccolo's already kind of taken a mentory role to Gohan especially, but he is very much like their plans guy. Uh, When Vegeta, you know, Vegeta's and fucks up any plan that he was trying to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this will cement him further, is now he'll have, like, the collective knowledge of Kami. 
to pull from as well. We get a lot of good close-ups of Popo this episode. We yeah, which crying Popo. Yeah, well, I mean, Popo's will. about to lose his best friend. I fucking hate Popo. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's and no that's when... out of this one. I fucking hate Popo. I had to see <laughs> him again for a while. I was so fucking upset. I don't know. I was... It's all right. We won't be back to the lookout for another, I don't know, three episodes. Probably, yeah. Unfortunately, we're in a lookout-focused arc. Also, when, when Piccolo absorbs Kami, it is really funny how much Piccolo is like... Okay, this is a little fucked up what's happening, right? Like, you all think this is fun. It's just, this is kind of fucking super weird. <laughs> like, it was so funny watching it. This is just like, he's like, yeah, and I'll absorb you. And he's like, yes, you will. You need some protector. And then Kami just like, shove, put your hand Powers on my chest. Up, yeah. And just start, yeah, just start screaming. <laughs> Pickles like, ah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That was like, that was old was man very, just like, like aggressively dies at Piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets fucking ate by him. Yeah, but it's just, it just funny that Pickle's like, this is like a really weird vibe. This isn't happens. how it went last time at all. Yeah, and like, I thought I was gonna, I was getting my way, and you just made it seem like you got your way while getting my way. <laughs> I just, all of this is just weird. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this anymore, but I guess I put one over on me now, yep. so now, I'm good. Yep, and now Pickle yep. is electric. Yeah, we get the bioelectricity, <laughs> which always looks yeah. cool. And then, yeah, Popo's like, Piccolo, are you okay? And this is, he delivers, I think the first line he says, I wrote down because I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, Piccolo says, I am neither Kami nor Piccolo now. I am just a Namekian who has long since forgotten his true name. Uh, so he's good. still the nameless it Namekian. He does eventually just adopt the name Piccolo again. Uh, but yeah, he does give a nice, like, because we got some implication that he got memories from Nail when he absorbed Nail, mostly in that mm -hmm. he knew who Dende was as soon as he yeah. walked in. And in this, we get that same implication because he turns and gives like a very sweet smile. Oh, yeah, like just like the warmest smile he's ever given to Mr. Popo. Yeah, before he flies off, which we get some nice like energy coming off of him as he powers up and flies off. Um, to go hey, he's face. high on life. He's yeah. whole for the first time and however old Kami was. Mm -hmm. We then also get a quick cut back to Kame house where we get big <laughs> honk shoe, nice vibe energy from Goku. <laughs> yeah, Goku's just sleeping real peacefully now. It just feels like Goku's taking a nap. Yeah, my note here is just like, well, Goku's fine now. Yeah, basically. At this point, he's just sleeping it off. <laughs> sleeping off <laughs> a heart virus. Yeah, sleeping off a like three hour long heart attack. He's just napping it out. Oh, I hate when that happens. I hate my day-long heart attack I had to have. <laughs> yeah, look, you well, gotta, get, well, you gotta get it all out of the way. Just do a bunch of it real quick, and then you're done. And you, and your like, brain has to, like, and you're fighting a demon inside you that looks like you. <laughs> you just need to fucking scream it out for three hours, and then you're sometimes, fine. Sometimes. Doctors hate him. Beating a heart attack with this one weird trick. The heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, yeah, that's what big heart doesn't <laughs> yeah. want you to know. You can yeah. just scream away a heart attack. <laughs> you can just take a pill and the heart attack is better. With the power of nothing but bed rest, screaming, and heart medicine, this man overcame <laughs> his heart disease. <laughs> he just took some bear. Doctors don't <laughs> want you to know this, but if you just take chemotherapy, you will probably treat your cancer. 
they're hiding the truth from you. Now here's Cell on his clown shoes coming in. Hell yeah, baby. Well, I do love, yeah, this is a nice, like, last little tease before we get the full, like, introduction to Cell. Is the glamour Piccolo shot. touches down in Gingertown. There is no music playing during oh, yeah, this whole it's part. deathly quiet. Yeah. The only sound effects are, like, an occasional rustling and the wind blowing as Piccolo's, like, walking around, seeing all the discarded just clothes sitting around. And then you just see, like, a quick cut of a body getting dragged back to Piccolo, walking around. And then you start hearing it more and more, and Piccolo turns as it's fucking Cell just dragging this one person behind him uh, as he comes up to Piccolo. Which Cell, in this form, sort of looks like a big cicada man, is one of the best ways to describe him. He's very thin. Yeah, he's very thin. This is his first form, as we'll learn. He's very thin, gaunt, like, just alien-looking in a lot of ways. Um, or insect-looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, insect-looking, yeah, insect looking. Looking. very insect, like insect bug-driven. Like where all the like, like the where all the muscles will be is like hardened, kind of like carapace exoskeleton. All the joints are kind of like shrunken in, and there's no carapace. Yeah, it's very. Good. It's almost like somebody took the idea of like half bug people from like 50s sci-fi horror and made it actually scary. <laughs> but Which like the way probably, he walks, probably the thought process. Oh yeah. And the way he walks and everything is fairly human, but there's just this, like, fucking killer energy to everything he does. <laughs> uh, it's really good. And then, next episode. So that's where that episode ends. Like, neither of them say anything. They're just, like, facing off. Um, And then we're on to episode 69. Nice. Uh, nice. Which nice, I, nice, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. I wrote nice, in the nice. in the episode title read the narrator really just puts some stank on the words "I am your brother," which is like part yeah, of the episode I, title. He said that, and I'm like, shit, Raditz is back. Mm. Yeah, it Raditz just it, is back. Can you imagine it? Just like the episode opens, fucking cell just gets disintegrated. They look up. There's Raditz. He's a you super hear double Saiyan Sunday back. off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear a fourth villain for this arc? Yeah. Although this episode opens with a cut to Kame House as Goku stretches. Seems like he's going to wake up and then just goes right back to sleep. (laughs) Then we come back and we have the guy that that Cell dragged over is still alive and he tries to give Piccolo money to save him. (laughs) Which I'm guessing this whole little bit here is mostly just so we don't feel much sympathy for this guy who's about to get drank. I feel sympathy uh, for him. I feel a little bit, but he's very much just like, hey, you, you owe me this. Here's the money. Come on, save me. Like, Look, he, if I'm being held by a single arm by some weird mutant bug man who's definitely drunk everybody else around me, I'm going to be throwing whatever I can at the strong guy standing in front of me who's just kind of standing there watching me die. Yeah. He's in a panic. Point, yeah. I did write something to the effect of, like, not that Piccolo is still a bad guy, but I feel like Piccolo wasn't this altruistic before he fused with Kami. I took this line as, like, a Kami influence, because he's basically like, however meager this man's life is, he deserves to live. Let him go. Yeah, um, I got that read, too. Yeah, I was just kind of like, I think this is a bit of the influence of Kami now being a part of him. Uh, True. And then he gets drunk. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets drunk. Like, well... <laughs> this is one of those, you know, choose your words carefully, because Cell does let him go. <laughs> and then drinks him. Drink and that him. looks... F- they do make it look fucking brutal. 
I the way this hate just... the sound effect. It's so good. I hate it, it's but like it works. This, so... A really I... thick, like slurping sound. I I like that you all. I think you all have more minutes. Where I think when Cell walks, it's very it's a very funny noise. That sounds like someone it is a having funny like noise. plushy toys. And then Drinky's just good loop, good loop, good loop. Yeah, but the effect of it visually is the like, visual effect. I think is creepy. I just, I just to me, like it's just very like I like it. I think it, I think it all works. It's just I don't. I think you guys find it creepier than I do. That's all I'm saying. I just find I it think, very funny. It was like good loop. Piccolo's just sitting there like, and well, you're outvoted. And like the he's he's commie at that moment. He's like, let him go. And then he's Piccolo's like, well, I guess I'll just see what happens here because he's getting <laughs> drunk for a solid thirty seconds. It seems like, and Piccolo's just like, well, you know, shit happens to people. I guess sometimes mm. should offer and more this, money, motherfucker. Yeah, and this is when Cell speaks for the first time. Which, yeah, well, I mean, he hasn't said his name yet. But this is uh, Damian Clark who plays Cell in this. Who you may know is the future handsome Jack. Uh, from Borderlands 2. But this is an interesting dubism, which was a choice they made in the original Z dub, and they stuck with it. In the Japanese version, Cell has the same voice through all of his transformations. Like, the hmm. voice actor doesn't do anything to his voice to signify a difference. He just kind of talks. And he talks in that slightly more theatrical way that Perfect Cell talks. Mm-hmm. Um... Damian Clark and I guess Chris Sabat, I don't know, you know, who made the decision on the whole, but or if it was more of a collaborative choice, I would reckon it's probably more of a collaborative choice. Mm -hmm. uh, makes the choice to like speak more monstrously in the first form, speak kind of goofily in the second form, and then go very theatrical and perfect form. Uh, and I really like that touch because I think it helps enhance what the like standout physical traits of each form is. That's like, yeah. you know, I don't think yeah, the like theatrical Damien... would work so well for the first form, but I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, the sub is not the, the sub. I say like the, the source <laughs> material, like the original read of this character is not mm -hmm. bad by any stretch of no, the imagination. No. And this might certainly be also a case of like, I heard one Just first, bias. so of course yeah. I'm going to bias towards it, which abridged also biases towards this. And uh, Takahata 101 does this with his read. But, like, yeah, he talks like this, very, like, scratchy, back of the throat. And I was like, uh, very good, like, very creepy way to read mm -hmm. this character. And then one of the funniest cuts in this whole series happens right after this. Because <laughs> he, like, addresses him, he's like, hello, Piccolo. And, like, he's like, how do you know who I am? And he says, I wrote this down, should I not know my brother? <laughs> and then it just cuts to the next scene like there's no power up or anything he's just making this weird fucking noise and they cut him off with the cuts <laughs> yeah cell is just kind of a weird guy in, in perfect form well you will notice cell gets a lot different mm. with as he evolves yeah yeah so i and i think to our mistake with this that uh or i believe you say this we're making this up but i think we can we can map it out um like all four forms of cell are based off three of the half. personalities. What's up? I feel like three and a half is how I always think of three, it. Three and a half, but people really do call it Supercell too much, so I'm just going with four. I mean, the game separated out, so I can agree. They do? Yeah, I think even Toriyama well, this is separated news to it me. 
a cell um, after he blows himself up and comes back yeah, is considered no, I, a I, under- new form. I understood what supercell meant but that's just news that it was its own separate thing yeah i think yeah. even toriyama's its own separate thing in his own like hmm. state well, all right then. i mean the best way um, that i've heard people say it is that perfect cell is cell super saiyan and super perfect cell or well the they super say perfect two cell yeah because he yeah. gets like the bioelectricity in that form, and his like his coloring is a little lighter. But, but hey, That's... we can compare. We can compare it if we want to. So this this is the oh, idea. We'll compare is that, it once we get there. Yes. Yeah, so, well, no. That but, yeah. cell in imperfect form is like Piccolo. Semi perfect cell is Vegeta. Perfect cell is Goku. Super perfect cell is Gohan in Super Saiyan two form. Like yeah. that's the idea of what mm-hmm. Toriyama was going for when he did them. And so this is the sneaky calculating cell, which is Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, no, Toriyama has said, yeah, is vain and arrogant like Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's able to very well fucking play Vegeta. Whenever yeah, he's it's literally just two characters who are the same talking to each other. Mm-hmm. No, I do like that element of it because as we learn and from his brother's statement, he which we cut away and we get our first, uh, the, our first hint of what Cell is, is him saying, you know, how should I not know my brother to Piccolo? Mm-hmm. The second is when he cuts away after he's going, <laughs> whatever, which is still so Well, there is a power-up. Yeah. Because everybody you, you feels see, it. Yeah, but you don't see, like, the visible power lines or anything coming. I've looked at this cut so many times because I was laughing too hard. <laughs> Uh, which did kind of take some of the stank out of this entrance, but it still works. But God damn it, that cut is way too funny. Um. Uh, anyway. <laughs> he like powers up and we get a cut to all of the other cast as they just feel it. But what I like here is when we had a villain who made no energy signature before, we now have a villain who makes the energy signature of every person that's a part of him almost separately, but at the same time. It's like mm-hmm. everybody's cutting around. And they're like, that's Frieza, but that's also King Cold, but that's also Vegeta. And that's is also that my Goku. dad over there. No, he's yeah, still in bed. What the hell? Yeah, that's the big one that starts to throw everyone off at Kame House, because they're like, that feels like Goku, and then they all turn and like, but there is Goku here, but that feels like Goku over there. Which I like, I mean, you know, it fits the theme of who he is, but I just like how they add that element to it as a little bit of, like, flavor text. It's like, even his key feels wrong to everyone, because it feels like other people's key all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. Uh... And then no, it cuts not back. His power up. Yeah, it cuts back to, <laughs> and he's like, "Talk, tell me." And pick, like one of Cell's lines that I wrote down is, "I tried to make a habit of not talking to my food," which was like, "Fuck off, man, Damien, you're so creepy." <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Piccolo's, creepy. yeah, yeah. But that's when Piccolo's like, "I'm not Piccolo," and he powers up, and you see the ground kind of like just collapses into the him. ground. Yeah, so he's also yeah. a perfect level, like you know, power up. It was a pretty good power up, you know, something we've been uh, attuned to for a while. No, now let's see a power up. Yeah, now let's see like this because now this let's is now Paul we are Allen's now going to see up. the strongest character in this show right now, which mm-hmm. is Piccolo. Piccolo at this moment in time, and he's like, "Cool, I'm popping off." Um, and the whole ground literally, like, like he craters the ground around him just by, like, okay, I'm going to do the hua move of just powering up. And it pushes uh, Imperfect Cell, like, backwards. And then he just yeah. kind of 
the crates of Minnie's son around him mm-hmm. of power. Yeah, like it doesn't actually hurt gets anything. Enveloped by light. Yes, yeah, but nothing explodes. By light. Yeah, and then yeah, everyone is gyrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's this weird like pulsating effect that I I kind of dug. But it, I kind of like, like but it went a little too like, long. It goes a little too long. I like that Imperfect Cell is, like, smooth. Like, all the texture got blasted off of him by this power-up. Yeah. Because there's, like, this weird, like, sheen around him after this. Mm. But it, it is very, like, yeah, interesting. And I love that they cut again to, like, the peanut gallery, so to speak. But it's just for them to be like, what the fuck is that? And they Except have to for take Krillin, a who knows exactly what it is. Yeah, I love the Krillin's first like, one. like that's motherfucking like, nameless Namekian right there. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh hell yeah, they fused, and everyone's like, fuck yeah, that is Piccolo. <laughs> and they're like, all right, Piccolo's got this. Um, we it is funny how slower. much everyone's like, yeah, whatever it is, Piccolo is like a real one now. Yeah, <laughs> and this is when Piccolo more or less delivers the line that he's like, hey, thanks for getting rid of the collateral, and then like puts his hand in front of him, and you see these like little particles of light all kind of center around Piccolo's palm, and he just fucking lets loose with a big-ass blast, which is a great way for this fight to start. <laughs> um, yeah, and even the peanut gallery, however far away flying, is like, Jesus fucking Christ, as they see like a giant ball... <laughs> It like, yeah. looks like the moon is off in the distance. Just from, like, beyond yeah. the horizon. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really nice looking. And, and it's also and nice to, to emphasize, Piccolo does this one-handed, which yeah. simply yeah. implies this is not his full strength hit. And nor is his energy completely spent after this. Nope, and he's covered in that electricity still. He's got that electricity mm-hmm. juice. Look, I'm a fucking sucker for the bioelectricity. I think yeah. it's like such a cool look when somebody's I'm not powers arguing. up and they get it. Yeah, so I'm like, they I go love back this for it a... for Super Saiyan two, and it's stick there. No, it's a great <laughs> visual shorthand to say someone is like stupidly strong that that much power is like the excess that's spilling off of them. Yeah, it's um, literally causing the air around them. So I don't think it's like coming off of them. It's the air is like static shocked by like just the ionizing, or, yeah. like yeah, ionizing around them. Yeah. Which then we get another cut to the peanut gallery, but this time the peanut gallery is 16, 17, and 18. <laughs> to which, like, they're like, huh, do y'all feel the ground shake? To 16 yeah, is the like only the one. Yeah, like the wind pressure changed. <laughs> which 16 is the only one of them that has a key sensor, <laughs> we learn. Yeah. Which they're so like, funny. wait, you have a power sensor and you didn't tell us? And he's like, y'all didn't, didn't ask. ask. <laughs> and right, he makes well, the statement. Enough. Yeah, he does make the statement to give us some gauge here to say one of these people is about equal to 17. Yeah. The implication what? being that no. 17 is the strongest of the three of them. <laughs> Which, I, that's how 17 takes it, at least. I feel like the assessment 16 is the strongest of them is probably true. Uh, though none of nobody can sense their key, which makes it fun because that means no one knows how strong they are. Yeah, it's almost Only like it leads to more knows. fun stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so the power levels are bullshit, and it's cl- yeah. I'm glad that we stopped talking about them. But the implication, and I think later evidence in later fights, would give to the idea that sixteen is actually the strongest of the three of them. It's just mm. that he is so singularly focused. Uh, in terms of who he will fight. Um, I assume when he says someone's as strong as 17 here also that he's referring to Piccolo. Because I feel like the implication oh, is that Piccolo... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Piccolo is winning this fight up until the very end. Also, yeah. it is it is shown that 
Piccolo later on is is on par with seventeen. Yeah. Also, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I would be like, yeah, I think the implication being that Cell is weaker than Piccolo and therefore weaker at this moment in time than 1718 and presumably 16. Or at the very I'm not least, sure it's implication. I think it's just text. Yeah. <laughs> well, he never says who is stronger, which also tells us how he precise. Also, he, also can't, he also can't tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It tells us how precise 16's reader is because it, yeah, it basically confirms what we thought earlier. I think one of us, either Zach or Chase, one of you said to the effect that, like, the idea that Giro and 19's key sensors aren't really telling them who people are. It's just they read a number, they have a database that says X person is X number, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's right. how they could tell. Yeah. Because 16 more or less says, like, I don't know who these two signatures are, they don't match up in my database, but one of them is on par with 17. But one yeah. of them could take you in a fight. What? No, no, they couldn't. Hmm. Yeah. And then that's when we cut back to the fight, finally. And I don't think we really cut away from it until, like, the end at this point. Oh, no, they cut away for it for a um, a quick section to show it. When when Cell's going to do the Kamehameha, it cuts to everyone being oh, yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? My dad, my dad's right there. My dad's oh, right there. I, I think we skipped past, but I think it's either the beginning of this episode. Actually, yeah, it's the beginning of this episode, I believe, that Trunks leaves to go, like, investigate what's happening in Gingertown. Yeah. And yeah. Krillin follows. And Krillin catches up, which means Kate he's on. faster. Yep. Yeah. It either means he's faster or Trunks is not going max speed, which we have shown that <laughs> when you're Super Saiyan, you're faster as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And no, Trunks I like to is think Krillin's just faster. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll believe it. Let him have this Krillin. Want to see a special beam cannon. Krillin deserves something. <laughs> but yeah, we get back to the fight. And yeah, this is when Cell does his first, like, he copycat even moves move. weird. Like, he breaks out of the rubble, and he just, like, Poochie must go, goes back to his planet. He, like, flies up just motionless into the air, stops, and just observes everything. It's the creepiest thing. Yeah, and I love that element, because it really, like, enhances his inhuman aspects to him. Like, in the same sense that we loved the little detail of 18 not blinking in the smoke, like, emphasizing mm-hmm. that she is not wholly human, the way Cell moves is just so creepy, in a, and I deeply love it. And it creates yeah. some interesting choreography in this fight, because he doesn't move the way that you would expect him to. Yeah, everybody else at least has the courtesy to, like, put their arms in a flying position when they're flying around. Not Cell, he just moves. Yeah, it it almost has that effect of, like, just drag and paint, drag and, or cut and drag in, like, Photoshop. There yeah, is yeah. some, like wind resistance movement to him that adds to like the no this is just how he chooses to fly uh because you don't need to put your arm up you don't need to be in a pose like <laughs> you can just move through the air i think a lot of them do it out of comfort or like it makes sense to them cell just yeah all hands extended outwards as he just flies backwards through the air which also that's the other thing most people fly where they're looking he doesn't look he flies backwards in this moment <laughs> And then, yeah. yeah, he puts his two fingers together, puts them to his forehead, and shoots a special beam cannon at Piccolo. To be fair, which... I also think this is a good way of showing that Piccolo and Cell are kind of... Because Piccolo flies backwards in this fight, too, because uh, there's a moment where uh, he does, like, that cool, like, uh, Piccolo like, flies up behind him and just, like, kicks him down on the earth mm-hmm. yeah. with the special beam cannon. And then he just get like, Cell's jumping backwards, and Piccolo just ends up behind him because he's faster. And then kicks him. They're like they're kind of doing this like fight thing right here, and then as like I believe that's what how it works is like he gets kicked back, and Piccolo literally just just does a light hop back and flies backwards and kicks Cell again, 
Like, it's a sick move. There's a lot of, like, good moves from Piccolo mm-hmm. doing just – of actually just attacking someone in the back repeatedly over and over again as a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's good, and I respect it. Because I think Piccolo flies backwards in this fight, too. It's cool. Yeah, and which I love that he keeps the cape on for this fight. If oh, yeah. Like, I, I get why he takes the cape off, both from a, like, you know – I need to get rid of the extra weight. I need to free up my range of motion. And also from an animator standpoint of like, this becomes a little easier if I just have to deal with his limbs because his suit under that isn't very flowy. Uh, Intentionally so because it's meant for, you know, fighting and keeping his like Mm -hmm. range of motion big. It also makes it easier on an animator in motion to not have to deal with all of that. Like Russell. But man, whenever they put the effort in to have him animated with the cape flowing behind him, it looks, looks really good. good. Yo, it turns looks out so capes good. are cool. Yeah, I get that it way way increases the budget and the like labor in, in needed to animate this. But damn it, if it doesn't look so well, good, they we had had like it. a real fight in the last couple episodes. This is where it went. Oh yeah, no, it's very obvious. This is what we saved budget for. Uh, <laughs> Because, yeah, like, after Piccolo bats away the Makako Sapo, which I do have to say, the visual of Piccolo just one hand batting away <laughs> the Makako Sapo is also a good way to show how much stronger Piccolo is in comparison yeah. to the start of Z, mm-hmm. where this move took him out and, like, or took him out to do and was also, and like, impossible to people. block. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was pitched as a, like, you can't block this attack. Piccolo blocks his own special. attack. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also is... think it goes to show how power, much more powerful Piccolo is than Cell. Yeah. yeah. At this moment in time. It does like also a... show how... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it does also show how much more powerful Cell is than Piccolo at the start of Z, which I know we've yes. moved far past, yeah. but that <laughs> Cell can fire off one of these attacks and then he's still at full strength, more or less. But yeah, yeah it, was not, saying, it was not like yes. a finishing move. It was just a move. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was a move that required so much energy from him that it took him yeah. out of the fight, too. Yeah, I just I just like a lot. I think it shows that, like, and we're going to see here in the next episodes, if you, if you don't know what's about to happen, does anyone care about the spoilers of what's going to happen next? I we mean, kind of preemptively it, talk about it. We've been talking about everything everywhere. Why don't I, but, well, Zach, I remember you don't know everything that happened. I know you kind of have more <laughs> brain race. It's yeah, going to be revealed literally next episode, What what goes on. Do you care? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that like that Piccolo intentionally gets his arm grabbed and acts weak, so that uh, he can lure out cells. The information plan here. Yeah, and I think it's a good way of showing like, well, yeah, how did Piccolo get tricked by this? Well, he didn't. He's <laughs> idiot. Really, yeah, he didn't. Idiot. Piccolo's really smart. He wants to know why the fuck he calls himself not perfect and everything because Piccolo is smart enough, unlike the rest of this whole cast and crew of characters, to, to pull go, a punch. Wait, there's been an idea. Someone said something that could be I could extrapolate information from. I better try to figure out what to extrapolate from that instead of being like, "Well, that's just information. Who knows what can come from it?" Which is what everyone else does. The yeah. only one outside of Bulma who has a brain. It's like you can tell by the end of this episode he's obviously fucking with him. Yeah, um, and it's so good with the whole like before I die, why don't you just casually tell me everything about you? Yeah, it's so mm, yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're okay. Quite, yeah. Yeah. We're not we there don't quite yet. hit that. Yeah, because there is more fight here. And there is the Kamehameha. When, yeah, yes. Cell breaks out of Kamehameha later. But before that, we get some just honest-to-God fisticuffs. Like, yes. <laughs> like them actually coming and fighting each other. You see, like, Cell doesn't move the way they move. 
Like, he doesn't move like a martial artist. He moves like a weird fucking creature. <laughs> but quick. Uh, but Piccolo is very much in charge of this fight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just which, a beat down. Yeah. But it is Piccolo, like, pulling his punches enough to try to, like, goad Cell to just talk. Like, because he mentions, like, who sent you, more or less, thinking somebody had to send him through time. Which Cell is like, I sent me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's uh, some great moments. There's um the fight. Also, I want to just point out like one of my probably my favorite shot from these three episodes is Piccolo and Cell are like are Cell's punching Piccolo upwards as in, like they're fighting and they're just, like flying upwards. Piccolo and Cell's not landing any punches, mm-hmm. and then Piccolo just punches him down once, like hits him really hard. And he starts flying back towards the earth, and Piccolo catches they, like, up. It, yeah, and no, and then Piccolo's like it shows like Cell falling to the earth, and Piccolo is above him. They don't show Piccolo going down, and then it just shows like a white dot. Going against the ground, like yes. tearing a like hole through it, as he speeds up to catch where Cell is going to land, but he's fast enough to do that. Uh, that's when like Cell stops to be like, like air brakes. Yeah. yeah, do the backwards dash. It's just good. Yeah. It's like a good moment. I just love that little moment of like, look how fast a uh, pickle. He literally left the frame, came back like a cartoon character <laughs> um, to beat mm. the fuck out of Cell, and it like works so well as like a fast, like look how fast this person is now. Yeah. It's, like, interesting to see these little tidbits. I like seeing somebody use flying as a way to, like, change their direction after getting hit. Just as much as a way to, Mm -hmm. like, move. It, like, makes for an interesting evasion technique, too, here in this fight. Um, Yeah, they do, like, so many cool things. Like I said, I think that the backward step from Piccolo to do, like, a back kick is, like, cool. Or, like, doing the flips in the air and all that shit is, like, really starting to come out well right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. like like Goku, like, I still just really like the Piccolo. Like Piccolo punches, like kicks him, and then just like does a small hop to like go backwards mm-hmm. and just propels himself really fast backwards. Fine, like it's like a light hop. Like oop, I'm gonna jump up and then boof, take yourself off. It's a good. Yeah, moment. it's it's weird to say this is one of my that so much weird, but I it's it's weird to think of all the fights. This is probably like one of my favorite it's fights killer in the series fight. so far. Fight. Oh, this fight oh, we've, just... been, we've been a fan of small fights the entire time. I mean, Yamcha Tien was our first, like, oh my god. Yeah, and this one feels like that in some sense, where it's like, I know this is not the end of the arc. I know this is not, like, this is our intro to Cell. But there's a lot of good, like, I mean, we've talked about it already, but there's a lot of good show-don't-tell in this fight. Like, a lot of people just letting moments breathe and letting, like, their actions inform uh, plenty of this. There's a lot of tell, too. But that tell is also <laughs> interspersed within the action so that it doesn't become so, like, grating. Uh, and it's important information that they're getting across that they couldn't show. But in the fight and how they fight and what they do, we really get an idea of, like, how much stronger Piccolo is. How much, like, how strong Cell roughly is. And, yeah, like, how they approach this situation. And we get a lot of, like, character from Piccolo in that, yeah, he is the most strategically minded person in the cast. So he is actually thinking through his actions. He's not just, like, doing shit and fighting. He is like, all right, we've already been hit with a lot of surprises by the androids, by all the time travel. We need to sit here and think this shit through because we've just been going by instinct so far and that has continued to lead us into trouble Mm -hmm. so yeah i just (laughs) and also on top of all of these details uh the fight looks really cool 
Yeah. And we have a lot of little <laughs> fights coming up before, like our big ones. We do have Piccolo versus Android 17. We have Android 16 versus Imperfect Cell. We've got Tien fucking up Cell. Like, we have... Mm. Are fucking up. I put in big parentheses there. <laughs> um, but we have some like we have some killer cool fights coming up that I'm hoping are turn out to be good and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people put Perfect Cell versus Goku in the Cell games as like a highlight fight. Too. It is. It is so a highlight fight. I know that because I've watched that on my own time. <laughs> yeah, I feel better. I mean, Tn versus Semi Perfect Cell is nice because it's Tn's last hurrah, really. Last hurrah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, God, TN deserves more, but it's nice to see TN, like, just get to do something. Um, God, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good showcase for, like, I mean, like, the one with Semi-Perfect Cell is probably one of the last great group fights in a long time. Because <laughs> Semi-Perfect Cell does have, like, some nice touch and go to it in the same sense of, like, the first part of the fight with Frieza, where people just kept tagging in, tagging out. And we got, like, a nice sense of the cast really up against this villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, eventually Cell does, like, blast him with a Kamehameha, which we get, you know, the peanut gallery being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody doing a Kamehameha? <laughs> but none of us are there. Yeah, and, uh, then, and also them being like, that's fucking Goku's Kamehameha. is like the weird one. Nobody else does the Kamehameha ever. Yeah, <laughs> or, or I guess to me it's like, that's a specifically, like, you can tell when Goku's going to do one, right? Like, you can fill mm-hmm. it up. And you're like, yeah. that's Goku Goku's doing a Kamehameha. It, yeah, it's like the, the the implication, Goku's mastered the Kamehameha in a way that, like, not even Master Roshi, who invented the move, truly, like, mm-hmm. uses the Kamehameha. I've never well seen Roshi Goku shoot does. one out of his feet. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I honestly think that's kind of the idea. <laughs> At least to me, I'm just like... Yeah, this is uh, Goku. It's almost like the how Nine Inch Nails. Did yeah, that's the exactly what I was thinking. Her. Yeah, but like, yeah, everyone calls it a Johnny Cash song, even Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the same way. This is Goku did not invent the Kamehameha, but Goku has made it. But his it own. is his technique. Hmm. Like, found the way to do it. And so, in yeah, there's the joke read of, like, everybody does the Kamehameha. Why are they all calling it Goku? But I kind of side with Chase here of their, like, he is doing it on a level that Goku is the only one who does it this well. Yeah. Um, like, he has Goku's technique down with, like, whatever little flourishes make Goku's Kamehameha the best are present here. Uh, that everyone feels the energy signature and even the other three people, I think. Because I think they give a Yamcha cut, but at least they give a Krillin cut. It's like even Krillin, who also does the Kamehameha, is like, that is Goku's Kamehameha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Gohan um, is like, Where, why is my dad out there? <laughs> yeah, again? Like, no one else has ever done it like, no one, no one does it like that besides Goku and now <laughs> Imperfect Cell. Yeah. And then that's when, like, Cell gets the... Uh, uh, Appears to, at least, Piccolo allows Cell to get the drop on him and suck part of his energy out. Yeah, that looked painful. Yeah, it does look painful, because it's the same, like, the color drains from it. It becomes this, like, sickly light green. Um, It's, like, more kind of like a brownish yellow. Yeah, like a brownish yellow. Like rotting corn, kind of. Yeah, and then Piccolo breaks out of it, but yeah, it's basically like, I'm spent, like... But tell me why. And 
this is this cell tells him that his end right at the end of the episode he's like i am named cell and i am an android from the future as well created i think does he say here that he's created with the cells of all of them i think no. he says he's created by dr jero i think that's what he yeah, says yeah. it's by jero yeah I'm yes, another android trunks missed yeah yeah which also again the very Rip. loose definition of the word android <laughs> that we're <laughs> yeah, this is an android this is just a normal human this is a normal creature normal yeah. quote 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 yeah. yeah yeah but this is a later this is later a normal, biological creature, creature. Yeah, later material will refer to him as a bio-android. Which Essentially, the idea that's being... That's not like, a thing. Well, it's kind of, I mean... That's a cyborg. That's, that's essentially the idea in fucking, like, Blade Runner, is that, like, replicants are essentially, like, grown machines. No, Android's hmm. a damn phone that came out. Like, exactly. Crazy. It's like a mobile operating yeah. system. Come but on. He's not I, in, don't, I don't he see is, cell connecting to the internet. He's not an android. And he's a Cell don't got no damn android. iPhone. Android <laughs> yeah. 16's got the damn iPhone in his head. We all know that. It's yeah. damn it. I still don't quite agree with it, but in the same sense he's that you could say a replicant. Talks. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying that the same way you could argue a replicant is neither a clone nor a machine in a classic well, sense. Well, it pisses me off, Thomas, because all <laughs> android means is a robot that looks like a human, and Cell don't fit none of that <laughs> well, Yeah, I was going to say, it's a robot that looks like a human also means 17, and, or 16, no, no, sorry, 17 and 18 don't fit that because they are cyborgs, because they are, like, I agree, but I'm, get, I'm way more lenient because they look like the, 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 the damn human. <laughs> I'm saying, like, arguably the only two actual androids by the classical definition of the word android that have been present in the android saga are 16 and 19. I know, the true. Our clown and our big boy. <laughs> OGs. Yeah, yeah, the OGs, a clown and a large man who loves like birds. <laughs> yeah, 20 isn't even, like, Dr. Jero is not technically an android. No, he's just kind I of guess, an odd guy. I would feel like he's more android than... 17 and 18 we will learn 17 and 18 have quite a bit of humans still left um eight yeah nine, like Jero right is... now if they're like they're androids i'd be fine believing that because mm -hmm. he doesn't really make them like part human part robot until later right yeah. like that's the whole thing yeah as of right now is they that... could very well be androids androids yeah, yeah. i, I guess it's still like oh the... i just want to give krill and a wife so we're gonna make them the, more yeah. cyborgs but i mean right now the idea androids. that we've well i'm just saying like if it's the idea that 17 and 18 are different than his other androids because True. like as we talked about it's like jero is kind of throwing everything against the wall to see what sticks in terms of trying to figure out a way to kill goku also it is a forever trope and probably not a good one that the more robot you become the less human you become too um, no no, it is not a good trope. No, it's not a good no, trope. No, classic even cyberpunk Dragon, trope. I mean, Dragon Ball even abandons that trope yes. later as, like, it's really more just like, no, like, 17 and 18 just weren't given a chance to, like, go be human. And then they go, and they're not any less machine than they were when they popped out of here, technically. Oh, no. At least. I've enhanced myself with technology with these glasses. I'm not human yeah. anymore. <laughs> but they are, like, you know, they become more human emotionally and like whatnot and it's just like more of an upbringing than because they are part machine because they are still exactly as much machine you know the only thing that they change after the cell saga is uh 17 and 18 don't have bombs in them anymore exactly <laughs> that is <laughs> that Which is the only so they are less powerful. powerful yeah yeah <laughs> that just now you yeah, can give is... life 18 instead of half bomb <laughs> 
No, I would agree. I hmm. I think you can use the shorthand of somebody who is less human making themselves more machine. I think it's blessed, like, when somebody needs something, if you're like, ah, but because you got a a new arm because you lost your arm in a war or whatever, that makes you less human. Whereas more yeah. like, I think you can make it a character trait of, like, if you have somebody like Jero, who is so obsessed with, like, abandoning their humanity in pursuit of whatever it is that they... Get yeah, but that, that's like action. an outward goal, right? Not like so. Like Jero mm-hmm. is like is not a byproduct of becoming a robot. He becomes more yeah. evil. Jero is evil, and he wants to become a robot because he's argue. evil. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, like yeah, making yeah. it that's a byproduct yeah. of their own character traits, as opposed to yeah, because I like, kind of agree with the like just because you have robotic enhancements, you are inherently become less human. Yeah, because that's like mm-hmm. an old cyberpunk trope. As time has gone on, specifically of cyberpunk, where you get cyber psychosis, cyberpunk, yeah. Darth Vader in mm-hmm. Star Wars, mm-hmm. every James Bond movie. To be fair, <laughs> Darth Vader killed them kids without a single robot. That part was of part before. Of them. Yeah, I would argue it's. <laughs> It's almost that came after just... they came up with him. Yeah, they retconned I, I, into being less bad into being way more cool. Where you you can be young, hot, and murder children. <laughs> God damn it! And even in that same movie, they still did the "Ooh, he's got the evil robot hand." See, he's becoming evil. He's becoming evil. Is, is that what they're like? Is that what think, yeah, in terms of talking about that trope, it's interesting to think that Cell is the most evil of all of the Android yeah, creations. He's just, he's just a bunch also, of he is the most biological. True. Like, he is the least, tech, uh, in the classical sense, robotic of all of the androids, even, you know, considering 17 and 18. Because, like, Cell is purely biot- like, or bionic, is purely biological <laughs> material molded into this shape. Like, as far as we can tell, there is no part of him that is, like, classical machine. Like, he doesn't have a robot arm. He doesn't have any of that. It's all grown into this yeah. mold. He's a, and he is made, he's a cell. Yeah, he's made not from, like, you know, metal and whatnot, but from the DNA, the replicated DNA of the strongest people that have come to the planet, including now Frieza and King Cold. Yeah, which you do not mm-hmm. know yet, but yes. Uh, well, we kind of do because when we have that shot of everybody they did feeling the energy, Frieza. they say, "Oh, that's they true." Sense they're like, Frieza. "They're back," oh. and I want to say Vegeta says something about King Cold being like, "That's yeah. Vegeta and his father," <laughs> like something to that degree. Yeah, something. And yeah, a bunch of them like, "They're back!" Oh my god. Yeah, just good foreshadowing of like what Cell is. Mm-hmm. I think that stuff all works really well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a good foreshadowing and another good twist on like we have the key sense thing. Let's fuck with that system. Yeah, let's fuck with this exact yeah. idea. Yeah, I think it, I think yeah. it honestly works really well for everything mm-hmm. they're going for. I really like it. Me the whole too. But then being it, like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Instead of being like in the first one, they're like, we can just kind of outmaneuver Vegito. We can outmaneuver the Frieza Force because we have this ability. Now they're like, this fucking ability is really fucking with my head right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's like first you had opponents that just didn't give off a key signature despite being very strong. And then now you have an opponent who gives off everyone else's key signature at the same time, which is just like disorienting for everyone dealing with them. Yeah, I think it like um, it's a good way of like I think showing the difference, right? Where like Frieza is very like power level forward, so it's like we use these things to modify, but we're not actually like looking for them. And hmm. Jero is very like, how do I get the most power out of a system? I don't know. I'm just gonna slap a bunch of Goku's in this bad boy and see what happens. <laughs> Goku's um, a strong guy. What if yeah. I had like twelve of them? Well, I put like a little Goku, and a little Frieza together. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this feeling? 
Mm. Um, which Jerome, is interesting. That's not that, how bio- Jerome, that's not how biology works. You don't understand science. Yeah. I do find mm. it interesting. So I don't think we've gotten much more from, uh, we haven't like figured out this part yet, but like, it is weird to me, or maybe it's not, maybe we'll talk about like, if Trunks powers up, do they feel a bit of Vegeta when it happens? Like the idea of like, because he's his <laughs> kid. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like they treat, uh, the key, like a thumbprint almost. Yeah. Where it's like, mm-hmm. it, it is unique to you where it's like, even you wouldn't have your father's key. You wouldn't have your like mother's. Yeah. Key. Nobody's, have, nobody's like, mentioned sensing key. Goku out of Gohan. Mm. Yeah. So I take it as like, yeah, it's like in the same way that I don't have the same thumbprint as my parents. But you'd have a uh, similar thumbprint to your parents, right? Yeah, but I think it's like no, whatever similarity there unique. might be to it, it's not. It it's still very dis, like distinct enough. Actually, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know if your your thumbprint is like. I don't think hereditary. thumbprints are hereditary. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I know identical. But your twins genetics are, the same, but... <laughs> specifically, how each it person's works. fingerprints are unique. Which is why they won't even. Sorry, I just googled this. Um... From the National Library of Medicine is now my source that I'm looking at. Um, little is known Those about hacks. the factors that influence a person's fingerprint patterns. <laughs> so apparently this is an understudied field here. <laughs> we do it because we know it somewhat works and we're happy with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my thought is that like there might be some similarity, but for the most part it's different. The, the key signature you give off is distinctly different enough that everyone can tell it's you. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, interesting which that, is like, Cell can almost, like, play up his key signature, which is just interesting. Yeah. As well yeah. as it's interesting to think, like, Cell doesn't have a unique identity in his key, even. Like, he is the amalgam of everything that makes him. Yeah. And that even comes down to how everybody feels his life energy. Um, Yeah. And I, <laughs> I fucking love Cell as a villain. Um, So I'm very happy to see him. He's very creepy, very unique, very different. I think he serves a very interesting narrative purpose, too, as we get deeper into it. And I don't know if I want to talk about this now or if I want to wait until he's been here for a little bit. I think we wait until he's been here for a bit. I think it's it's fun to watch also his evolution because, like, how um, Cell changes is so much fun Mm -hmm. uh, to the character. Because, like, Imperfect Cell to Semi-Perfect to Perfect are just very different characters. Um, and how they act and stuff. And I just, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And it's almost interesting to think of this. And this is the thought that just kind of hit me. Um, so it might not be fully formed, but it's like, it's interesting how Cell occupies a similar space in the story that like Krillin and Gohan did when they arrived on Namek. It's all like, cause he is like added, he is an underdog. Oh, right just the now. third wheel out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, who has to, like, kind of keep, think through his actions, think about what he's doing, and try his best to keep out of the spotlight until the moment he has an opportunity to do something. Uh, he's a little stronger than they were in comparison to the people that he's sneaking away from. Like, Cell could kill Krillin. Um, yes, I would yeah, assume. but he's First been forms, caught by Piccolo. Yeah, who could kill Android, like, <laughs> 17 and 18 right now. Debatably Android 16 as well. I feel like it's still kind of juries out on, I mean, based on the fact that later 16 will, like, actually put up a fight against semi-perfect Cell, I will put that 16 is the strongest of all of these people. Does 16 put up somewhat of a fight? I know he somewhat fights imperfect Cell pretty okay, but I don't, I think he gets fucking almost TKO by semi. 
I think semi-perfect he managed. Actually, no, you're right. Yeah, he will yeah. find out. He it's is true. able to put up a good fight against semi-perfect though. Yeah, because I know imperfect is like the interesting fight. That's where he does the the fucking take off the gloves and shoot them into the ground. That's imperfect. Yeah, which um, is semi-perfect. I'm pretty sure he just like walks up and gets like fucking whapped once, and it's sort of like that's it. That's the game for sixteen now out of the fight. Um, but yeah, like right now it's actually kind of fun because everyone's kind of like the the main villains and our main hero Piccolo, our big main man is now, like, they're all kind of on even playing ground, just to, like, or they're close. They're close to each other mm-hmm. right now. And Imperfect Cell has the most OP way to power up, which is just eat people, which he will go and do. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I, I like that as a form of powering up, which we do get him say, like, he's like, I have not perfected my form, and I need to absorb people to do it. Yeah. And this he implies that if he absorbed Piccolo right now, that might actually put him in perfect form. Yes. Later, which, they which really more true. established that, like, it's, I don't know if it's supposed to very specifically be something about 17 and 18 that will make him perfect, and I don't know Maybe. if they ever get into the specifics, really. Yeah. So um, I can imagine. I'm like, we know, to find out, yeah. Because we know he can power up if he just gets powerful enough. If he powers yeah. up enough, he can just achieve a new state. So it could be, hypothetically, if he just had sucked all of Piccolo, he sucked Piccolo off super hard, um, he oh would God. be able, yeah, sucked him off. Sucked him up, sucked him on, sucked him off. Mm-hmm. Just really got nice, Piccolo nice. off with his powerful suck. He could become semi-perfect cell then. That guy, I see that could be theoretically possible. But then why would semi-perfect cell go to perfect cell, which is an Android 18? I don't know. We'll, we'll get more to that, I guess. Right, yeah. we'll, we'll either find out or we won't. Yeah, I mean, or, very... we're gonna, or we're going to reach the Toriyama uh, focal point of just fuck it, just go with it. <laughs> I mean, well, they more or less come out. this week. Oh, God, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, they more or less come out and say, well, he says later that the reason he traveled back is because, like, he comes from a timeline where by the time he woke up. Well, we'll get into this, won't we? Yeah, we will. Yeah, that'll come yeah. next episode. We'll, so I'll, we'll talk about it then. We'll get there. For now, I don't I don't know. I don't have too much more to say, really. No, I, like I think the that, introduction think to Cell here, and this so. is where, yeah, our third and final villain of the arc has been introduced. Unless. Unless. Another one appears. What if if another third editor comes in and tells him to do better? (laughs) Now, 40 years later. Toriyama, if that is your real name. (gasps) Yeah, you fucking hack. Yeah, you hack fuck. (laughs) Go go work on Chrono Trigger. Yeah, go work on Chrono Trigger 3 or 15. I don't know how many Chrono Trigger. I need you to work on the Dragon Quest games right fucking now, Toriyama. Get back to work. I want (laughs) trunks in Dragon Quest. How many Chrono Trigger I need you to develop an eighth face now. There's two Chrono Trigger games. And and the first one everyone loves and the second one is not well respected. I didn't know it existed, so probably not. It's called Chrono Cross, bitch. Uh, There are four games. Never mind. There are four games? Or there are Chrono Trigger, uh, Radical Dreamers, Chrono Cross, and Chrono Break. No one takes... Oh, wait. Chrono Break are... Chrono Break are trademarks owned by Square Enix, but are not games. Yeah, also, no offense to the people who fucking like Radical Dreamers. <laughs> I don't know if that even fucking came out. It is, is it Japanese kind of... exclusive. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not gonna take this. I'm not taking, I'm not, I'm not taking this. The video games are Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Also, Chrono Cross <laughs> is apparently a uh, partial Spiritual remake success. of radical dreamers yes that's why i'm like so, i'm just sitting with chrono cross in this one it replaces it as as that as its successor yeah 
So I'm 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 right. I won't hear this. Also, <laughs> if you guys hey, if you guys like cool video game PS1 era soundtracks, Chrono Cross is a phenomenal soundtrack. Game soundtrack weird for a bad game. A weird game. I won't say it's bad. I think it has too much in there to be bad. I just think it definitely like Chrono Trigger is like this epitome of like what made JRPGs great and Chrono Cross is like we're making a weird fucking game. That's going to be very different than Chrono Trigger, and I think people just wanted to play Chrono Trigger again. I think Chrono Cross has like is still a mess, but it's a mess in a way that's kind of really cool. But it's also a mess. So you know, I this isn't my game review channel. Um, go to that, <laughs> subscribe to, insert my channel when I want to actually ever make anything besides being busy with my life, do something creative. We'll come, we'll come back that. and edit it when it becomes. Yeah, come back. Yeah, edit that in later. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna edit it in just the the worst like flat tone voice too that I can. Yeah. Just insert this, and you just with this just entire make up, bit staying make in up as well. Different things, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. But I think that'll about do it for an episode. Yeah, I think so. Well, this has been a, a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and we're still right. just yeah. This shit rocks. I'm so excited about this arc. So yeah, I we'll get back too. to it. Yeah, we'll get back to it soon. Hey. All right. Bye, All right. everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.